This is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. Hello, everybody. It's so good to be back with you. I have not had a chance to sit down and actually teach from the office. We've been able to share some incredible teachings from our live events as of late, so I hope you've been enjoying that. God has been moving so powerfully around the world, and it's just an incredible honor to watch Him do it and to include you. So I'm excited to um, to be with you again today. I'm going to teach on... Jesus, our healer again, I am believing God that the day will come where everybody will be healed in the church. I know that sounds like it's a a crazy goal and a crazy pursuit, but it is the pattern of Jesus. Jesus healed all who came to him, and I believe it's God's will that all be healed. And uh, I'm praying that the day comes where everybody who listens to this teaching will also have the same opinion. When people come by on wheelchairs, we'll see those as a green light to to bring the kingdom and the love of Jesus to those people, and also to give Jesus the reward he died for. So uh, I have some exciting news for you. I want to talk to you about the Jesus School. We are beginning in fall of 2018, so that's super, super exciting. We have, I, in my opinion, the greatest instructors alive on planet Earth are going to be coming to teach right here in Orlando. We will be launching Jesus School. We'll be meeting together four days a week, if I'm not mistaken, maybe four and a half. But it's going to be absolutely life-changing. We are inviting you to come and lay your life down at the feet of Jesus for one year in His presence and see what He does with you. You will never, ever, ever be the same. There's nothing like being with other people who have paid a price to come and be in His presence, you know. We have actually have people from around the world applying, from so many different nations. We, we have people who are selling, selling their personal items just to be able to come and attend. It's that kind of hunger that is contagious, and it creates an atmosphere for Jesus to begin to move. So I want to invite you. You know, maybe you've been praying about, about breaking in to your destiny, about about being around world changers, about receiving from people that you look up to. I mean, the instructors are my heroes. We have, uh, just to name a few, it's myself, um, Daniel Kalenda, Todd White, uh, Jessica. My wife will be there weekly. I will be there weekly. Um, Daniel will be there monthly. Uh, Eric Gilmore will be there so much. Uh, Todd White, like I said, is coming. Paul Teske, who is a Lutheran pastor with a healing ministry will be there. Jenny Coots, Lou Engel, Brian Guerin, uh, Lindy Conant and the Circuit Riders. Lindy will come and pour in. Tim Manigault, who's been with us forever, is also going to be there imparting and and, and, and uh, cultivating a, a culture of worship. Who else am I forgetting there, Charlie? Anyways, there's a ton. There's just so many uh, people coming. You can get more info. Oh, Benny Hinn will be there. Um, uh, man, we are we are reaching out to so many of our friends from Bethel and others to come and be with us. So I want to invite you. Look, if you're around that type of person, day in and day out, it is you have to try. You have to try to put yourself in a position where God cannot touch you. I mean, just being there. 
something will happen. That's what happened to me as a boy, being around my father-in-law and others. That atmosphere got on me. So I want to invite you, come. Come. The, the tuition is so reasonable. There are one-week ministry schools that are about the same price as our one-year tuition, and it's going to be right here in Orlando. We believe there's a prophetic destiny over this city that will impact the nation and the nations of the world. Many, many uh, prophetic words have come our way as of late, including Cindy Jacobs, who released uh, a word during Jesus 15, not knowing we were in, in the middle of the conference. She released a word from her studios that I actually uh, posted on my Facebook, if you want to go check that out. Uh, she said that a move of the Holy Spirit is coming to Orlando that will impact the nation, that there will, it will be marked with healing, signs and wonders, and in the, in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And others have come and said the exact same thing. I was just in Reading, and many people came up to me saying, look, you're about to step into something in Orlando regarding a people, regarding a move of unity in the presence of Jesus that is going to shake the world. So if you want to be part of that, come on, come in. I cannot wait to sit down in a room and give my heart away uh, day in and day out. I am actually tweaking my travel schedule a little bit. I'm still going to be going to the nations, still going to be flooding America with the gospel, but I'm going to be tweaking my schedule so that I am there on a very consistent basis during the week to pour in to our students. And, and, and so if you feel something in your heart right now, I want to invite you to go to jesusschool.tv. It has all the info you need, and and come here to Orlando in the fall of 2018 for one year and see what God does for you. Uh, along those lines, um, we are, I mean, some of the classes are incredible. The person of Jesus, the love of the Father, the Holy Spirit. I'll be teaching on the fear of the Lord, the gospel, signs and wonders and miracles, Old Testament, New Testament, um, the prophetic I'm so pumped, for instance, for Brian Guerin and Lou Engle to come in with those prophetic slants and pour into you guys. So it's just going to be phenomenal. Also, one of the classes is just waiting in adoration, where we'll literally wait in silence and wait on the Lord and hear from Him. I want I want you guys to learn the the ways of the Spirit that have impacted me and those I run with. So imagine waiting in prayer in silence as a class with your journal in your hand and the Word of God on your lap. As God begins to speak to you, we want to cultivate a culture of hearing from the Lord and obeying Him all from His presence. We'll have outreach every week. We'll be on the streets um, sharing the gospel and um, connecting you with the ministries that we're connected with around the world should you feel led to serve them in the years to come. So there's going to be nothing like it. I just think it's so so incredible and so special, and we believe that there's years and years and years of legacy and prophetic destiny behind that. Florida has been a powder keg for so many years. It has, I mean, you look at Brownsville, you look at, at Pastor Rodney, you look at my father-in-law's church, you look at, before that, Calvary Assembly, you look at the Jesus Festivals, you look at what the Lord's done here, even how he moved in Lakeland, it's just amazing what God has done here. And we believe, some, we believe something is, is beginning to surge again and build. There's this resurgence of faith, People used to say that this was the hardest city to come to because of a been there, done that mentality, and I just don't see that. I see that the Lord is building faith again and expectancy. And um, so 
Come be part of that. Specifically, I feel that what, what Pastor Benny had here was this hub of presence, this, 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 this beautiful place where God lived and interacted with us. I'm a product of that and so many other leaders around the world. So we believe God is going to do even greater, and my father-in-law actually believes the same. So Jesus School, fall of 2018, go to jesusschool.tv and check it out. Again, also, if you'd like the early bird registration for Jesus 18, um, that is December uh, 12 through the 15th of 2018, uh, right here in Orlando, go ahead and go to Jesus18.com and you can register. Heidi is back with us this year. She wasn't here last year. She'll be back with us. Claudio Frizon will be there. Randy Clark, Bethel will be there. Jeremy Riddle, Amanda Cook, and Stephanie Gretzinger will be there. It's going to be phenomenal. Our crew will be there. Um, so many amazing, amazing. Ben Fitzgerald's coming in from Europe for the first time, so it's just going to be awesome. So go to Jesus18.com if you'd like to register. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the truth of the Scriptures. We thank you, Lord, that your word is honored above your own name because your reputation is on the line. And so you honor your word because you want us to trust in you. And should you waver, one iota, Lord, should you waver, as Jesus said, that not one jot or tittle will pass away from the word. Should you waver, Lord, that we have reason to doubt your character, but you refuse to waver. You are not a man that you should lie. And so we can trust you. I thank you for the power of the word. Lord, as we dive in to the power in the heart of Jesus that flows from his hands to heal the sick, I thank you, Jesus, that as I begin to teach on your desire to heal, that you will heal everyone listening, that you would heal that person suffering, Lord, that you would come in with the presence of the Holy Spirit into that car, into that house, into that hotel room, or that person right now who's just listening, hungry for you, who's in need of a miracle. I thank you that you're releasing that right now. In Jesus' name, that miracles will take place as I'm teaching. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Take your Bibles, if you would, to Numbers chapter 23, verse 19 and 20. I'm actually teaching out of my book, Healing Presence. Subtitle is the experience, exp, I should, sorry, experience the healing power that is found in God's Word. There is healing power found in the Word of God. As I mentioned earlier in, in, in that prayer, God honors His Word above His own name. And just think of that. I mean, the name of God, the name of Jesus is so powerful. But in heaven, His Word, His promises are, are honored above His own name. And this is why. The reason we can trust in the name of the Lord is because we can trust in His Word. As Miss Kuhlman used to say, you can stake your life on thus saith the Lord. And it's so true. So today I'm going to begin to teach from the Scriptures. And as I've said in the past, the Scriptures are wrapped in the presence of God. Jesus said that my words are spirit and they are life. If you've read my book, Holy Spirit, you remember that teaching, that, ch that, that, that chapter. My words are spirit and they are life. When Jesus speaks, remember, his words flow from his heart because he is true and authentic. He told us that in our lives, the, that from the abundance of the heart, our mouth would speak. So the same has to be true of him because he's an authentic Lord. 
and he's true and can be trusted. So from the abundance of his heart, the mouth speaks, it tells me that the word of God is the heart of God on paper. And so from the, from the mouth of Jesus, we are allowed in to the window, or I should say we can see through the window of his heart. We're allowed to see what's in there. And so all of these healing promises are from the healing heart of Jesus. I want you to write that down if you're there, if you're taking notes. I hope you are if you're able. The healing heart of Jesus, we can see into the healing heart of Jesus. And once we do, we begin to discover that window is the Scripture. It's His presence, and we can see into His heart, and we discover the healing promises of Jesus flow from the healing heart of Jesus. The healing promises of Jesus flow from the healing heart of Jesus. Now, for His voice to be heard, He has to release His breath, just like you or I. When you talk, you breathe. If you don't, you're just moving your mouth. That's the difference. So it's always the breath that carries the word. So as I begin sharing these scriptures with you from my book, Healing Presence, the power of the Holy Spirit is going to be released on you. And God will heal you. If you know people who need to be healed, I want you to share this podcast with them. Post this on social media, on all the platforms. Get this out. And as I begin to read the scriptures... The breath of God, the Holy Spirit himself, will begin to heal the sick. So take your Bibles to Numbers chapter 23, please, verse 19. Let's begin reading. We'll read through verse 20. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said it, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? Behold, I have received a command to bless. He has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. These are the words of Balaam. Even Balaam, as twisted as he was, God used him. But he was twisted, there's no doubt. He he messed around with sorcery and the prophetic. Side note, just because somebody's prophesying doesn't mean they're close to Jesus. John Paul Jackson told me, he said, Michael, never forget this. The gift is not the signal. The gift is the satellite dish. And when God gives you the satellite dish to hear the voice of God, when you fall out of love with Jesus, God's voice dries up. In other words, you lose the godly signal, but the gift remains. The Bible says that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. So what people do is they turn that gift to another signal, the demonic, and they'll use it. I've seen it happen. But here Balaam is uttering truth in, in, in verses 19 and 20. And he says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. In other words, God does not lie. Men may lie. Uh, the doctor, I'm not saying he's lying, but he might give you an opinion that's not correct. That's why people get second opinions. Once God speaks, you don't need a second opinion. The Bible is the first, second, one millionth opinion. It sets the standard. It is the standard. So when God speaks, he, he does not lie. He is not a liar. He is truth. That's why Jesus said, I am truth. He does not need to repent, nor the Son of Man that he should repent. He does not change his word. So if the Scripture says that God healed then, he heals today. My question to those who would disagree with me would be this. In love, I would ask you this question. If God is, has changed his mind regarding healing God forbid he change it regarding our salvation or any other facet 
of his character. If he healed then, he heals today. And uh, listen to this next portion. Has he said it and shall he not do it? When God speaks, the speaking, the actual promise is the setup for the manifestation. When God speaks it, it is done. All we have to do is align with it. So if you're sick, you take out the scriptures I'm going to share to you with you today. And it is the speaking in itself that is proof that God, that God will touch you. Has he spoken again, and shall he not make it good? In other words, when God speaks, he makes it good. He does it. Behold, I've received a command to bless, and he has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. When God issues a command to bless your life, the devil cannot reverse that command. And I'm not sure if you know this, but you are blessed. You are highly favored. What the scripture says, you have been brought into the blessing of Abraham. You have been grafted in to these blessings. And because of that, the devil cannot bless you. The greatest blessing you could ever experience is the fact that you've been saved and indwelt by the Holy Spirit. The devil cannot reverse what God has given you unless you willingly relinquish it. I love that. Deuteronomy 7, verses 14 and 15. Deuteronomy 7, 7, I'm sorry, Deuteronomy 7, verses 14 and 15. You shall be blessed above all peoples. There shall not be a male or female barren among you or among your livestock. And the Lord will take away from you all sickness and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt which you have known, but will lay them on all those who hate you. Look at verse 14. You shall be blessed above all peoples. This is the promise of God to you. There shall not be a male or female barren among you. If you're having trouble... Uh, having children, God can heal that. He wants to heal that. His promise is there would be none barren among you. If this was so among among Israel, who was under a lesser covenant, how much more for us? So if you want to have children, don't you dare give up. Don't you think it's just not for you? Believe the Lord. I've seen people, I'm telling you, people who have come in to our events I've released, I've released this word to them, exactly what I'm telling you. And they've gotten pregnant and had kids. In fact, uh, I have a friend named, uh, named Jeff Needham and Elizabeth Needham in Houston. You all know them at the dwelling place. Dear friends of mine, God gave them breakthrough. Others, I mean so many. God can do that. It's His promise. There will be none barren among you or your livestock. Why is that important? Because back then, if, if their livestock was barren, they didn't eat. They, they couldn't, uh, if, if the oxen were barren, they couldn't reproduce. They couldn't plow the field. Uh, if, if other livestock was, was barren, there would be no milk, no food. So this was very important to them. And I'm not so worried about your hamster being barren or something or your goldfish, but, man, maybe the Lord can do that too. The point is this. God is concerned about our well-being, our whole life. So trust Him. And then he says, Then the Lord will take away from you all sickness. This is all in Deuteronomy 7, verses 14 and 15. All sickness. Do not accept any sickness. Refuse it all. Scratchy throat, refuse it. Allergies, refuse it. I'm mentioning these because we seem to, to, um, to be okay with this stuff. We seem to tolerate it. There's an old saying, Whatever you tolerate will dominate. Don't tolerate sickness. 
Now, I'm not telling you to be weird. I'm not telling you not to go to doctors. You need to. They're, we're fighting the same issues they are. My doctor, Dr. Colbert, has been a huge blessing in our life. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying that. And he's a Holy Spirit man. But I am telling you, find doctors who build your faith and build hope in you. So the point is this. Don't tolerate. The Bible says he'll take away all sickness, all Everything from a stub toe to cancer. Jesus cares about all of it. Remember, he healed Peter's mother-in-law of a fever. I call that the A of the healing ministry of Jesus. And he raised the dead. So most people say, well, a fever's not a big deal. Well, dead's pretty sick, right? I mean, if you're dead, it's pretty serious, I would imagine. Jesus heals it all. Now, now fevers aren't that big a deal unless it's your fever. But if it's your fever, you want it gone. And so the Bible says Jesus went up to Peter's mother-in-law, touched her by the hand, rebuked the fever. The fever left her, and then she rose up and served him. Lazarus was dead four days. The, 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 the widow of Nain's son, dead. He raised him. Uh, a little girl, dead, Jairus' daughter, dead. And he touched her and said, Talitha kumi, and raised her. God, God, he's a dead-raising God. In other words, we are never out of this thing. It is never over. It doesn't matter as long as the Holy Spirit is on the planet and we have the name of Jesus and his promises, there is hope. So he takes away all sickness. All sickness means all. Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 4. It shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commands which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you it's God's desire to bless you so much that they overtake you with blessings because you obey the voice of the Lord your God blessed shall you be in the city blessed shall you be in the country blessed shall be the fruit of your body that's your children so not only should you have children, you can have healthy children. The produce of your ground, in other words, livestock, your livelihood, your provision, God is interested in all of that. God is not the God of poverty, regardless of what people might teach and say. That might sound good, it's just not in the Bible. God is not the God of poverty. He is wanting for you to be blessed enough to fulfill the call of God in your life and leave an inheritance for your children's children. That is the word of God. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, the increase, the increase of your herds. Again, that's the Lord saying, I will bless you. The increase of your cattle and the offspring of even your flocks. If you're wondering whether or not God wants you to have healthy children, God's not only interested in, in He wasn't only interested in the children of Israel. He was interested in the baby cattle from the flocks of Israel. That's how God loves you. That's how interested and invested the Lord is in our lives. Well, wow, it's amazing. 2 Kings 5, verse 14. So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan. This is Naaman the Syrian. This is 2 Kings verse, chapter 5, verse 14. According to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Here Naaman the Syrian is stricken with leprosy, 
And God's man says, look, go dip in the Jordan seven times. Naaman said, man, I don't want to dip in the Jordan. We have better rivers in Syria. But he did it. You know, sometimes the Lord will challenge you in the realm of healing to do something that doesn't make sense to you, to get to somebody's service, to, to, to jump into the scriptures, to take communion daily, to go to someone's meeting who you don't quite understand. Maybe you think they're a little weird. Whatever, God might be challenging you. I would, I would take your eyes off of the details as long as they're in the scriptures or not unbiblical. It's okay. I, I want to challenge you. Do whatever you have to do. Do whatever you have to do. Don't let the spirit of religion keep you from getting your breakthrough. You know, you ever wonder why Jesus healed in so many ways? Think of this for a moment. He, he put mud on a man's eye, spit in the mud and rubbed it in a man's eye. He spit on a man's tongue to loose it. He opened deaf ears through the laying on of hands. He sent the word to heal them. His, his robe healed the sick. As many as touched him, his body, virtue left his body. His, the hem of his garment healed the sick, as I just mentioned. So many different ways did Jesus heal the sick. He cast out devils without being around them. And then other times he was around them. Why? Why this multifaceted way to heal the sick? Why, why so many, so many beautiful ways? I'll tell you. It's because Jesus wants to heal us that bad. Remember, under each command, under each truth in the scripture, there's a revelation of his heart. A beautiful revelation of the heart of Jesus. Every time he does something, you, you, can, you can embrace what he did and then use that moment to see what he's like. And for Jesus to heal in so many ways, it's him saying, I'm not only able to heal you, but this is how bad I want to heal you. So I'm going to do it in so many, so many different amazing methods. I'm going to use so many methods to do it. So I want to encourage you. You know, if the person who's carrying a, an anointing to heal, a gift of healing, and you don't quite get them, and, and maybe you don't like them, maybe you don't agree with them, how badly do you want to touch from the Lord? Don't let anything get in the way of your breakthrough. And in closing, uh, turn to Psalm chapter 6, verse 2, please. Psalm 6, verse 2. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are troubled. Here we see beautiful vulnerability from the psalmist. You know, he was probably so broken. He probably tried everything. He'd probably been to every meeting. And that's wonderful, as I just mentioned. Maybe he had, maybe he had read all the scriptures. Maybe he had just tried his best. Maybe he saw others cleansed and and not him. And finally he speaks up and he calls on the mercy of God. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are troubled. What a childlike prayer. You know, Jesus never taught a topical sermon on healing. Now, I'm doing that right now. I'm teaching on healing, but really I'm not. I'm teaching on Jesus the healer. And the two are very different. The two are very... I don't have anything against teaching on healing the subject. Of course not. But I believe teaching on the healer. Oh, man. There's just something about it. Anytime we detach truth from His presence, 
It is no longer truth with a capital T. And so here, the psalmist is just calling on the mercy of the Lord, like a little kid. Have mercy on me, O Lord. Ultimately, God heals us because He's merciful, because He doesn't want us to suffer, because He cares about us, because He loves us, because He sees us and hears us and feels us. That is our God. So maybe you've tried everything. Maybe the one thing you haven't tried is you haven't said, Lord, have mercy on me. I'm weak. Heal me. Just like a kid, say, heal me. So right now, where you are, regardless of what you're facing, regardless of what the name of that sickness is, it is not greater than the name of Jesus. And if you're able to, if you're driving, you can't do this, but you can certainly look at, yeah, actually, you you can. You can do this with one hand. I want you to look down at your hands, and I want you to say this. Say, Jesus lives in my hands. Just right there, say that out loud. Jesus lives in my hands. And now I want you to just get the name of that sickness you're struggling with. And I want you to say, the Jesus in my hands is greater. And then name that sickness. So you'd say, the Jesus in my hands is greater than cancer. The Jesus in my hands is greater than diabetes. You go ahead and do that. You say, Jesus lives in these hands. And the Jesus that lives in my hands is greater than that sickness. Now I want you to take your hand and put it right there on that sickness. Go ahead by faith. Just as a point of faith, as a point of contact, put your hand right there on that sickness. Now, Father, I thank you right now that you are healing these people. I thank you that you are not a man that you should lie nor the Son of Man, that you should repent. Have you spoken, and shall you not do it? And you spoke and said, I am willing to heal you. Be cleansed. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I curse every sickness. Under the sound of my voice, I curse everyone. And I command it to go from you. I command every sickness to go. Every tumor, blurry vision, infection in the ears. Right now, go. In the name of Jesus. Someone sitting down with a who has pain under the right thigh. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. Lord, let your glory just fill every car, every home, every room right now. Just let it fill their healing presence right now. Jesus, I thank you that you're driving out every sickness. You're driving it out. Every sickness be gone right now in Jesus' name. Someone has pain in the front of their head. That's going right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody's left hand. Somebody's left hand. There's arthritis leaving. You have it on the top of your left hand along the knuckles. It's leaving you now in Jesus' name. It's leaving you in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. Yes, Lord, you're healing breast cancer in the name of Jesus. I worship you. I thank you for every miracle, whether I called it out or not, that is not the point. The point is this, that Jesus is healer and he's not changed. Father, I thank you for a wave of healing now. 
in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Now you go ahead and check. If you can see that the symptoms have changed, I want you to do that. Go ahead and check. Check, check your body. If it's your back, start moving it, whatever, your leg, get up. You know, Do something by faith that you couldn't do. If you haven't been able to walk, try. If you've only been able to walk a little bit, try walking a lot. Try jumping. Do something you couldn't do right now. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for your healing power. I thank you. Go ahead and check it. And if the Lord has healed you, we want you to connect with us. I want you to email us at info at jesusimage.tv. You go ahead and share that testimony. Share that testimony with us. Let us know what God is doing. Okay, we love you so much. It's an amazing, amazing time. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. We love you. We're grateful for you. Would you please prayerfully consider partnering with Jesus Image? What God is doing in this ministry is absolutely amazing. As I said, we're launching Jesus School next year, and it's just an amazing time to be a part of this ministry. We're looking at a at buildings, eventually land in a center, and we're going to continue with with our Jesus events and our regional conferences. And we're believing that the whole world will meet Jesus. So if you'd like to become a partner, you can go to JesusImage.tv and connect with us in that way. It would be such an honor to partner alongside of you. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram. Uh, You can follow JesusImageTV on Instagram. And also follow us on Facebook, both Michael Culianos, the public page, and Jesus Image. And, of course, I'm on Twitter. And don't forget, Jess is on, too, at uh, Jess Culianos. All right, we love you guys. Until next time, bye-bye. To get daily teaching from Michael and to follow our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever. For more information, please visit us online at JesusImage.tv or write us at Jesus Image, P.O. Box 950-640, Lake Mary, Florida, 32795. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Jesus is the answer for every life, everywhere.